What's up, family? It's Auntie CJ here, back again with another podcast entry. Um, you know, I really, I really want to come back positive. I want to come back joyful. I want to come back with some good news. I really been like praying, like Lord, I, I just, I. <laughs> I just don't want to deal with anything negative right now. Like, just block that away from me. Like, I'm good. I'm good. And do you think that happened? No. Nope. More things came to me, and I'm dealing with more things. So, yeah. <laughs> Here we are. On today's episode, look, man, I don't want to keep talking about suicide. I don't want to even keep on, you know, bringing it up. But it's, I, I cannot ignore it when it comes up because at the end of the day, like, that's my whole purpose. <laughs> my whole purpose is trying to freaking spread realistic awareness about life and its challenges and understanding why people are so tired and get frustrated with life. Because a lot of people look at me I talk to a lot of people openly, candidly, as honest as I can be, and people still just don't get it. They don't try to get it. I mean, I'm just on an island by myself, and people are like, you need to be okay with being misunderstood. Why are you trying to get everybody to understand you? Blah, blah, blah. You want everybody to be empathetic and understanding and be able to put themselves in somebody else's shoes and it's that it's not realistic that's not the real world blah 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 everybody telling me mind my business everybody telling me to um get stronger everybody telling me don't worry about it. everybody telling me like how to protect myself and stop being a victim when nobody's taking accountability for hey everybody needs to heal themselves instead of telling people to figure out how to manage and deal with all of these things that come against us and cope with all of the negatives, you know, instead of telling good people, nice people like, oh, well, you just gotta, you just gotta be more aggressive and more assertive and you just gotta give them back what they get. Like, it just comes to a point where it's just like, this world is it's not made for everybody, okay? Now, the same water that hardens the egg because a lot of people get hard when stuff when stuff when challenges come to them they are resilient they are okay with you know getting it from the mud and overworking themselves and like blissfully blindly just aimlessly going through life like in survivor mode and that's fine that's great for you but the same water that hardens the egg softens the potato okay so just because it made you hard and made you strong you know that whole cliche what doesn't kill you make you stronger actually actually it kills some people okay everybody not everybody is not made of the same cloth everybody's not it's going to be as hard as you it responds to stuff like you because that's how you always did it and that's how you was like nobody cares okay a lot of things that were sent to me to make me stronger, made me weaker, made me more vulnerable, made me more anxious, made me more prone to sensitivity. It did not make me stronger. Did not make me want to go harder. It made me want to quit, which I did. Okay? I quit. I'm not for what? What am I what and I'm working this hard for? For what? 
Because right now I'm at the point where literally there's nothing in life that's like really honestly keeping me here for real. Like for real. I don't I don't aspire to have children. I really could care less about marriage. Like there's so many relationship problems. That's all I do on here is talk about relationship problems. Like I don't care about none of this stuff. Okay? So everything, like people are like, well, you just gotta get some goals. You just gotta work hard and towards something. Okay, like what the hell? Am I working so hard to afford a house that will never be paid off? I will always have to pay property taxes. I will always have to pay some tax on some dumb stuff. I will. I, it's, it's this never-ending rat race. This is never-ending cycle of work, 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 work. Are you done with that? We'll work on this. Why don't you go this? Why don't you go to school? Why don't you get a degree? Why I can't just be because it costs too much. It costs too much and I have to work too much and people are judging me and criticizing me on the milestones and the things that I have done and accomplished and succeeded at. Oh, well, maybe you should have some kids. Maybe it'll give you something to to work towards and be proud of and give you a purpose and reason to wake up. Like, what? Do you know how hard it is to raise a child? Do you know how screwed up I am as as a single adult? I'm not capable. I don't have the mental capacity or the strength and the wisdom to actually cultivate a well-nourished child. I'm not one of them people that's just having kids just because I can, okay? Because I realized that in my upbringing, I needed way more than I got. I got, I got, I don't even want to say I got enough, but I got what I got, okay? And I made it work. But at the end of the day, it's just too much, too much and I'm just so tired everybody's just saying like well I don't understand I don't understand why why people I don't understand like what really motivates people to keep people out for real because honestly in this economy and the way that the world is set up it's not like we are here for like this good purpose and reason we uh, most of us many of us struggle and they systematically make it this way and it's all upon like oh well we need workers we need industrial workers like right now i'm trying to look for a job and there there's only plant jobs available there's only make my life as miserable as possible jobs available because i didn't go to college and even if i did go to college i dropped out of college because i wasn't I can't learn like that. <laughs> and now I owe this student loans and like that's the 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 noose around my neck trying to freaking figure out a way to pay these damn student loans back. And that's just my sole purpose for trying to freaking live so that I don't pass this debt down to my family. Because your debt doesn't go away when you die. Did you know that? It gets passed on to the next living person. <laughs> it's so freaking stupid. And I'm just like... <sighs> Why was I born? Why? This lady had eight kids already. And I, I'm every day I get upset. Every day. Every day. And people will always, oh, don't you look at the bright side? What is the bright side? Because this lady left me here to fend for myself, left me alone. I don't have the love and support that everybody else got. I don't have that family. I don't have friends. Like, what is the point? What is the point? What is the point? And people can halfway love me, halfway be there for me, and halfway do this. But at the end of the day, I give so much of myself to this world, and I get not even half back. Not even half. So I came on here to talk about, I don't know if I'm going to pronounce none of this stuff right, because obviously I got pronunciation skills. <laughs> I got a disadvantage with that, but I'm going to try my darndest. A pageant queen reflects on turning 30. 
at 28. Um, Chesley Christ. Yeah, I'm going to say Chris because if, if it was A, I would be Crystal. But it's Chris. Chesley Chris made history as the oldest Miss USA champion in the pageant 60-year-old, I mean, 68-year history. Now, this is a really long article, but I really, <laughs> I read this whole thing. And I'm just like, see, this is what I'm talking about. These people like Mac Miller and Marilyn Monroe, this lady, these people in the industry, they are, I believe that these people, they are exposed to like what's really on the other side of, I made it. I mean, these are famous people. They don't have the regular, you know, struggle I'm complaining about, which is not having enough money to pay my student loans. They even pay my student loans 30 times over, okay? They got money, status, beauty, and still, and still, okay? Each time I say I'm turning 30, I cringe a little. Sometimes I can successfully mask this uncomfortable response with excitement. Other times my enthusiasm feels hollow, like bad acting. Society has never been kind to those growing old, especially women. Occasional exceptions are made for the rich and a few for the famous. When I was crowned Miss USA in 2019, at 28 years old, I was the oldest woman in history to win the title. A designation even... The sparkling $200,000 pearl and diamond me makara blah blah crown <laughs> could barely brighten for some diehard pageant fans who immediately began to petition for the age limit to be lowered. Um, okay, yeah, I gotta read this. A grinning, crinkly eye glance at my achievements thus far makes me giddy about laying the groundwork for more. But turning 30 feels like a cold reminder that I'm running out of time. To matter in society's eyes and it's infuriating. After a year like 2020, when the pandemic hit, you would think we learned that growing old is a treasure. And maturity is a gift. Not everyone gets to enjoy it, right? Because they gaslight you. It's a, just think of all the things you can be grateful for. Just, just. Just acknowledge, just, can you do this? Are you able-bodied? Can you? And it's like, at the bare minimum, yes. And I'm grateful. But I'm telling you that at some point, you have to realize, for me, struggling every day, and to deal with this stuff, and to know that there could be no possible change in this generation for me being alive... It's really kind of hard for you to just really, like, slap that on her and be like, mm, what you think about all that? Like, nobody, I'm not trying to take away from nobody else. You having a good time? Great. I'm not having such a great time as you. And at the end of the day, especially when you in a position where you can't even really complain and where people can really understand, it's like, well... Because people, just my regular life, people look at me, well, you have a car, you have your own apartment, a lot of people would love to have it, you have more than a lot of people. Stop comparing me to people who don't have it, okay? And another thing which I want to go ahead and read in this, is like, she was saying like, people, people like compliment you on, on these goals and these achievements, not because they happy for you, but because they wanted it for themselves. 
and you see that like you see that as a highlight you see this like i don't care i could care this apartment i'm grateful for it but let me tell you something now i'm really like back in my depression because i'm like okay now i have to get a job and actually pay the rent like for real and like before you know the job i was making more than enough money to afford it but now i'm like okay we're gonna have to really figure something out and i'm actually really gonna have to work (laughs) work hard for real and that's it's depressing okay so Far too many of us allow ourselves to be measured by a standard that some sternly refuse to challenge and others simply acquiesce to because um, fitting in and going with the flow is easier than rowing against the current. I fought this fight before, and it's the battle I'm currently fighting with 30. Um, basically, she's talking about being the clock at 30. She's talking about, I remember being enamored by 20 under 20 and 30 under 30 lists that tied achievement to youth and called it success. Lists that are surely intended to recognize the rarity in accomplishing outstanding feats at a young age, but they had an unfortunate side effect on some young people who felt encouraged to hoard accomplishments as fast as possible in order to measure up to their peers. And that's what I was saying. Like, I realized last year that... All of that stuff I was doing, I was working so hard and it wasn't even for me. I wasn't even benefiting from it. And at the end of the day, my employer didn't appreciate it. And I'm like, I'm killing myself for what? Because these people do not care about my well-being. Y'all literally upset because I went home early? I mean, the job got done, right? Y'all talking about I left early. Really? And it's like America, society is like, what? What? Do you know that I'm a person who gets tired? Like I'm a human being. And like, y'all know what I'm going through. And y'all don't even care. It's not even, it was never like, well, was there a reason why? And I'm like, what's wrong with y'all? We literally in a pandemic, people calling off. I showed up every day to this job and worked off the clock. You telling me, like, really? Okay. And it's really like, ma'am, you can try so hard, ma'am. Like she did this, and this really is sad for me. And just reading this, and like really just, this is making me like you know, <laughs> because I'm her version. I'm her example of people got it worse than you. Okay, so to her, you know, I don't know what somebody would compare her life to, but I'm just saying people love to compare my life to people that's that's doing worse than me, but. <laughs> <laughs> I'm doing worse than her then, and I'm still here and I don't know what else she was going through but I'm just saying we all just people we can't just compare this stuff like this it's not linear it's not surface based it's not one size fits all it's not oh just pray about it like this lady this woman jumped from a 60 um, story feet whatever how you say it building she jumped from her apartment building in New York. Like, what? And I thought that was really radical, like, the way that she went out. And I'm like, jumping from a building. That's, I mean, I can, I cannot imagine. Like, literally, like, mm, 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 mm. So she said, when I graduated from college and opted to continue my studies at Wake Forest University, I decided I'd earn a law degree. 
and an MBA at the same time. Why stop at two degrees when you can have three? I joined a trial team at school and won a national championship. I competed in moot court, won essay competitions, and earned local, regional, and national executive board positions. I nearly worked myself to death. And the whole time, people be on the sidelines like, yes, girl, you're doing a great job. I'm so proud of you. Whole time. Whole time. Do you realize how much <laughs> mental strength and like... <sighs> It's insane. And it's like, we are, we were not, I don't, I feel strongly in my heart that we were not designed to live like this. For one, our basic necessities are like, I, at this point, it's, it's unreachable. And it's, un, it's unreasonably like charged. Like the way that rent keeps going up, the way that food prices keep going up. Like if y'all want to end it all, just end it all. Like why, why are we prolonging this? Why are we? Oh well, let's just throw this out there and see how many we can how many we can get off like this. Like y'all could have just did a mass thing and just called it a day, okay? We could have called, got up, and said, "Hey, genocide! Let's wipe all these people out. Let's just do it." Because this world and the way that it's going, people. I'm telling my mom this. I'm like, girl, I'm really not, you know, excited about the future. Like, look how we live in now. She's like, oh, you just gotta be optimistic. And I'm like, what am I being optimistic about? Like, we literally aren't safe to go outside and be around people. <laughs> Come on. Okay. I'm sorry. I keep getting distracted. And I'm really just... I wasn't in the best mood before I, before I read this article. But we're not going to go there right now. I'm finished reading the article so I can keep on focusing. <laughs> my ADHD just keeps, keeps kicking in. It wants to be acknowledged that my thoughts are incomplete and I need to add these extra messages. Um, okay, yeah, yeah, now this, oh, God, this was so profound to me, and I related so much to it, um, okay, I, I nearly worked myself to death, literally, until an eight-day stint in a local hospital sparked the development of a new perspective, I discovered that the world's most important question, especially when asked repeatedly and answered frankly, is why? question mark why why earn more achievements just to collect another win why pursue another plaque or medal or line item on my resume if it's for vanity's sake rather than out of passion why work so hard to capture the dreams i've been taught by society to want when i continue to only find emptiness Too often, I noticed that the only people impressed by an accomplishment were those who wanted it for themselves. Meanwhile, I was rewarded with a lonely craving for the next award. Some would see this hunger and label it as competitiveness. Others might call it an unquenchable thirst of insecurity. I was further along in the journey of learning this lesson when I won Miss USA. My term was not an exercise in the expected instead it felt filled with purpose in fact from the moment i won my reign ignited a heightened desire to commit myself to passion intent and authenticity and this was been my whole thing i've been trying to like convey with this whole podcast with my life my purpose 
because I'm like, I have to get under my own head. And like before this came about, I was really trying to, you know, describe this and explain this and inspire this and encourage this because at the end of the day, I'm like, mind your business. Don't do something, you know, for everybody else. It's okay to make other people mad, whatever, like fine, what makes you happy, what makes you joy. Because trying to fit into to the society, to the world and all of this and, and just worrying about relationships and all of this dumb stuff is <laughs> so small when it's compared to like people are really having like real life living struggles with living and I'm not like trying to take away your experience of you feeling heartbroken I'm not trying to take away your pain you know from failing the class or college or however you feel whatever I'm not trying to take that away I'm just telling you that literally if it's not gonna kill you don't stress about it because life your life and your peace is more important it's more important than your job title it's more important than your freaking diploma it's more important than all of this all of this superficial materialistic things that we're taught to chase after and run after because at the end of the day we all up here focused on relationships whole time people don't know how to love themselves be with themselves and they destroy you in the process they take you along with their life journey and they just playing with you they really don't know what to do with you they don't know what to do with themselves they don't know if they like themselves but yeah here we are okay um let me hurry up because i think my uh well i, I, I just take it off now and remember when i get done Okay, yeah, yeah, yeah. Follow your passion, dude. Do, do what's in your heart. Like, love on people who, who love on you. And, like, just don't take everything so serious. I've not really just been chilling. And I've really just been like, man, take it one day at a time. Because I know from experience that it's hard. It's hard. Just trying to get up every day, trying to just fit in with the world and just, just find life and meaning and joy into it. Because... Everybody's life is not what it's cracked up to be. And everybody's not motivated by money. Everybody's not motivated by families. Everybody's not motivated by the things that, that motivate you. And that's put in front of us to say, this is why, this is why we're here. Like, for real. I just, I never understood, like, life in general. Like, why do people keep having kids, especially black people? Because systematically and generationally over, over the years, it's like, why did y'all keep even procreating? So that the black race wouldn't be evacuated? Like, for what? Like, you don't even know, like... <laughs> what it even means to even have a legacy of black people because still to this day over the years like y'all we, we, okay we won from slavery but literally this this lady accomplished so much and she was light-skinned and she battled so much racism so much like unacceptance for her skin and it's like damn if you do damn if you don't because she freaking did it she accomplished so much she was an educated smart beautiful black woman and it still wasn't enough and it was still okay but what you gonna do and it was still okay well now you're old we don't care anymore we care about the next best thing and it's like what the hell did you do all of that for you almost killed yourself trying to freaking get three degrees trying to do all of these things to maintain the status maintain an appearance Offer it to be temporary and to wash away anyways because inevitably we're all going to get older and we're all going to die.
Anyways, um, <laughs> ah, pageant girls are supposed to be model tall and slender, down both font hair, and have a killer walk. But my five foot six frame, one with six pack abs, earned after years of competing in Division One track and field in a head of natural curls in a time when generations of black women have been taught that being too black will cost them wins in the boardroom and on pageant stages. My challenge of the status quo certainly caught the attention of the trolls, and I can't tell you how many times I have deleted comments on my social media pages that had vomit emojis and insults telling me I wasn't pretty enough to be Miss USA or that my muscular build was actually a man body. And that was just my looks. My opinions, on the other hand, were enough to make a traditional pageant fan clutch their pearls. Women who compete in pageants are supposed to have a middle-of-the-road opinion, if any. Ask so not to offend. Like, it's literally systematically standard rules across America of what's acceptable. And just naturally, just point blank to wrap this up, anything black naturally doesn't fit in. And then we are always subjected to, y'all just trying to be white. And I'm just. Like, we cannot show up to an interview with our natural hair, our natural style, our natural clothes, anything. Because I believe, I remember it was like, it was like African man and like he had like cultural um, clothes and stuff. And they were like, dude, what are you wearing? And it's, I'm not even going to go there because I'm tired of going there. I'm just, I'm honestly just tired. But I'm going to skim over this. She talked about the Trump administration, legal marijuana, Black Lives Matter. Basically, she was, you know, a liberal and, you know, rebellious against the societal norms um, that were fed before us. Now, she said, my 29th birthday felt very emblematic of the season. I'm looking forward to entering. In a time with extravagant birthday bashes as a gold standard of celebration, I was happily stuck in my apartment parading around in the black silk top, matching shorts, and a floor-length robe while scarfing down banana pudding and screening happy birthday calls. I even wore my crown around the apartment for most of the day knowing I had to give it back at the end of my reign, as Miss USA. I did what I wanted rather than the expected. Now, I now enter my 30s searching for joy and purpose on my own terms. And that feels like my own sweet victory. That was it. Like, she did so, I mean, way more than I ever did in my life. And I'm 28. We was the same age? No, we wasn't the same age. I think she she made it to her 30th birthday. 30, I'm sorry. My speech going bad now. She made it to her 30th birthday. And then she was like, you know what? You know, I don't know what was going on. We, God only knows. But it was too much. And just every day, people just like, oh, it's just, just today. I was talking to my sister. And she's like, well, you know, what have you been doing? And I'm like, girl, nothing. Nothing. I've been doing nothing. I've been chilling. I've been relaxing. I've been resting. Because I'm... I didn't say this part, but I'm like, I'm just so tired. 
I'm so tired. I'm exhausted from life and everything and all the expectations and just all the demands that this world puts on me. And I'm just like endlessly tired, like mentally drained, physically drained from just trying to keep up with this and trying to find a reason like to to work hard at this because I promise you it's it's like terribly hard on me. And it's not that I don't want to apply myself. And I know if I just do these things, I need to do. But it's like, still, man. <sighs> I want to enter in. Like, okay, today, yesterday, just regularly, normally, man. We were trying to set uh, a date for me and my sisters to meet at the restaurant. Something simple, something small, like, you know to catch up we haven't hung out god knows how long years because especially since the pandemic i mean i really haven't really seen these people one of my sisters comes back home from a nursing trip long story short it did not happen and it set me back because I'm just like, we can't even make time for the people that are supposed to matter. And for me, that's the principle behind it. Because, like, my other sister, she was like, you know, don't worry about it. Because one of my sisters had, like, an appointment and all of these things, and she just really selfish. And, like, everything that she do... And all, all everybody else around her try to, like, understand and enable her and comfort her. But at the end of the day, she's wrong. She's wrong. So, anyways, I was feeling some way about that. And I'm just like, you know, what is the point? Because my family is not, like, a family that you really need. I really don't want to be around my family. They're very toxic. I'm really trying to get away from all of the trauma and all of the repetitive energy vampires that love to suck the life out of me. I'll be good for real. And, and it's until I get around people that I love. They don't love me back, though. They don't give me the things that I give them. And if they do give me something, they're looking for something in return in which I cannot freaking give them. got here but um yeah I don't know man I don't know I don't even know and that's what I'm saying like people like oh don't worry about it oh don't worry about it and don't don't you know get upset about it but at the end of the day it's like what is your life what is your life and it's just crazy because, like, that's how my uncle died. He had lived, he had moved to North Carolina. And just literally five days before he died, he had posted on Facebook. He's like, yo, none of my family check on me. I haven't seen any of y'all. You know, like, what's wrong with that? And he was like, everybody's acting funny or whatever. And y'all act like y'all can't come see me. It's like, I always come see y'all or whatever. And everybody always got excuses. Nobody got enough money, to be honest. And we all just set up in, like, 
positions of lack and poverty and scarcity. And it's this loophole of struggle. And with me seeing that before me in my future, I'm just like, yo. Because even if we, even when you do make it, because you can't make it. And there are people who have made it in my family and around me. But then the people, everybody else, the leeches, the losers, love to be like, oh, you acting different. Why don't you come around? They want you to come around and then ask you for some money. They want to make sure you good enough to help them. They don't care that you good. They don't want to make sure you're good enough to help them and to give back because they feel entitled to your hard work, your dedication, you overcoming all the stuff that you, that you had to do. Now it's, why don't you give back? Oh, you feel good? I know you got it. What's $40 to you? It's the same as it will be to you. Just because I have more than you don't mean that it's not money. <laughs> like, why did you think I want to blow all my money on you so I could be broke like you too? It don't make sense. But I'm just saying, like, just with the connections and everything, like, at some point, this stuff just, it's overrated. It's overrated. And it's sad and unfortunate. And I don't know, man. I don't know. I don't know. Because I really have been praying. I'm really like God. But at the end of the day, this is what I know to be true. Is that what will be, will be. Because at the end of the day, I don't judge... Because I don't know what she was going through. I don't know what anybody was going through that decided to take their own life. I don't know. I understand. I am an empath. So I'm able to put myself in their shoes. Especially knowing of the things that I deal with. I, I feel like my feet are already in my shoes. So I already know. I just haven't, you know, jumped off the cliff. I'm not, when the this girl jumped, I'm like, oh, that is a figure of speech to me. That is, that is beyond me. This me, I mean. And so I'm thankful to God that I'm not too far gone and that I do have a stable mind to know that things are challenging. Things are challenging. Like I said, the same water that hardens the egg, softens the potato, but like I said, not everything that everybody goes through makes them stronger. And you got to do what's best for you. And you know, at the end of the day, what my true message is to overcome this is that stop stop caring about, you know, what society thinks and what they put before you in the program and all of that. And, you know, because at the end of the day, she was surrounded by a lot of people, but she felt alone. And, you know, she was just wanted to end her life but at the end of the day you really have to do something like she said that you're passionate about and not just do it for money not just do it for clout you're trying to flex like there are no life rewards for you accomplishing any of the things that you accomplish that's for you and for you to get your ego feel from other people telling you good job good job like so what so what because the people that are disabled and unfortunate on their deathbeds, the last thing that they'd be thinking about. These 99-year-olds, 100-year-olds, you know, the last thing. Well, darn, should have went to college and graduated. Or, oh, I, my car needs oil change. Like, none of these, none of these things, none of these superficial things matter. You know, or oh, that 
um, person who broke my heart when I was 28. Like, what? <laughs> I don't know, though. Heartbreak is real. They say you can die from that. So I'm not going to joke about that one. That's for real. So, but what I'm saying is, know what's important. And quite frankly, simply know your why. Because it it has to be greater than... It has to be greater than, like, the reasons that we be having as to why you, you know, want to achieve all these things. Because at the end of the day, it it don't fix nothing. Because I just said that in my journal. I wrote it somewhere, and I'm like, you know, whether I have money or not, I know from me doing this little experiment that I I could still feel, I could still feel just hopeless and empty and I feel like that's what she was that's what um, she was going through yeah I had posted more money won't fix a spiritual issue I said I had more than enough money walked away from it I still um I'm still empty money or no money I still feel void but I decided to fill the void with more love for myself for rich or poor I want to be at peace with who I am because at the end of the day I'm like "Mm, it's me I'm not worried about nobody else and about um, what they want from me I'm not living for nobody else I don't care I don't care and that's why when I decide to quit when I decide to do whatever I want to do it is what it is, and I'm not answering to nobody. Okay, mind your business. That's what. That's exactly why I say that every time. <laughs> I, this is exactly why I say, love others. You want to love somebody outside of yourself. You know, it it helps you in your heart grow because we all need connection. You need a true, genuine connection. So love others. It don't have to be your family. You don't have to be your friends, but. It could be strangers who become friends, mean family, whatever. Love yourself because it's important to love yourself because you have to love. In order to give, like, really great love, you got to know how to love yourself. That's why it's important to love yourself. I was out here loving everybody else except myself, and I was so bitter and negative and angry, and everybody didn't want to be around me, and I didn't understand why. It's because I didn't even like me. Okay? So that's why I say that, and I follow up with mind your business. At the end of the day, that's just what it is. Let go and let God. Have a good day and a better tomorrow. I want you to live in peace before you rest in peace. Know that everything is temporary. And anything can come to pass. Anything can happen. So just take it one day at a time. Peace.